Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, why don't we put our hands together and just welcome one another. Come on, we can do better than that. Amen. All around the country and wherever you are this morning. So good morning yet again to what is Sisterhood, the Friendship Table. And it's lovely to see you. It is lovely to see you. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming out and for joining us today. And I don't know where you are, whether you're in one of our rooms um, around the country, our Hillsong campus locations. But um, if you are in the room, I pray, girls, that you are just owning the atmosphere, that you are making it warm and embraceive. Girls, we are heading... Here in Australia, we are heading into our autumn, fall, winter months. And so that's when we need to like rally together and just make the atmosphere warm and beautiful, take ownership of it. And then again, if you are joining us online in the country or from anywhere else in the world, huge welcome. And it is always our great honour, honestly, to actually have you join us at table this morning. Amen. So um, why don't we just, um, again, turn around, just give someone a little... Handshake, a hug and a kiss if you're allowed to do that. <laughs> Amen. It seems to be the same um, introductions every week, but that's okay. So are you good? Yes. Amen. Are you good, girls? I feel great. Okay, we've got fantastic <laughs> girls around the table. I'm going to um, introduce them in a moment. But um, again, I hope that you have had a great week and that you are wearing God well. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing God well? <laughs> Amen. That was kind of one of the last um, things that we had on the table. Uh, the last time we were together, we had um, uh, Donna Crouch and Beck and Fuzzy in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of ended saying, you know what? You wear God well. You yeah. wear God beautifully. So I hope that's true of you this week. And just a good report, a praise report from Fuzzy. She did arrive safely in Geneva and uh, she's gotten settled. She kind of didn't have the best apartment to start with. It was in a little bit of a um, dodgy part of town. So um, our team in Geneva moved her quickly and she's settled and she's nice. loving it and sending photos of blue skies. And, and church as well. And church. And she, that's yeah. right, Laura. Yeah. She got to go to um, our services in uh, Hillsong, Geneva. And it looked beautiful. She sent a little video and um, I loved it. She goes, I just need to brush up on my French. Yes. Yes. They were singing in French. They were. (laughs) That's right. That part of the world. Beautiful language. And a pretty language, isn't it? Can you speak French? In an old life. I have to try and go back to my 16-year-old roots, but not really. I can remember a few words. Okay. If you can speak French, you should tell us. Like, Put your hand up in the room or on the (laughs) chat. We've actually got girls here this morning on our chat line from France, from Paris, from Malaysia. So hi and shout out to you. From Wagga Wagga. Yay! In Jesus' name. Amen. So it's it's fantastic. But I really do. um, When I ask that question, have you had a great week? Um, It's heartfelt. And um, I don't want that question to ever feel shallow because I actually know that within any given week, a lot can happen in life. And so we're mindful of that. And, um, you know, that's why we've always got girls present in the rooms, um, in our churches and also on the chat line. Like if you need prayer, you need someone to stand with you. 
were actually always there in Jesus' name. But actually we did, little update, we had a great week last week. It was perfect. So we got to have our annual staff retreat and then our Kingdom Builders retreat. And um, we hadn't had that for two years because of COVID. So here in Australia, thank you, Jesus, we got together and it was stunning. Mm -hmm. It was so encouraging Mm -hmm. and it was so unifying. And I just want to say, if any of you girls looking in are Kingdom Builders and you were there that weekend, not everyone could make it, but those of you who did, you seriously came into the room with such faith you were amazing and you just, the atmosphere was electric in my mind. And it just made me think the winds of adversity have blown across the earth um, in differing ways and being felt in differing ways. But what's emerging, um, people are emerging with faith and with courage and with strength and tenacity. And that's a great thing. That's something that we can actually praise God for. Amen. So why don't you just put our hands together and just say, thank you, <laughs> Jesus. Amen. So I love that. So we're just going to pray. And um, I'm really hoping, girls, that we'll just be mindful right now of places like India, other nations that are just going into a a really treacherous cycle of the pandemic. And so just keep them in your heart, hey, because um, it's important. So Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for what is sisterhood, not only here in our world, Father God, our Hillsong world and locations, Father, but around the world. And we just commit ourselves to you. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will come and just hover in this conversation in our fellowship, Father God. You'll have your way. And Lord, we just commit anyone right now who is in the the depths of COVID pandemic, Father God, that you will overshadow. Lord, even this morning, I was thinking, Father, even as the um, virus ravages parts of India, Father God, that you will just be upon your people and that a revival will just rise up and sweep through the land as well. Give your people courage to speak faith and hope into others in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 I know it's a little bit crazy, isn't it? The world as it is, but that's okay. So this morning, ladies, (laughs) um, I have got the best around the table this morning. So obviously I've got Laura, I've got um, Jess McLean here and Nicola. And so you all know and love them, but again, new people are coming in all the time. And so obviously Laura is my daughter and uh, she is with Peter, their youth pastors here at Hillsong Church. I actually think Laura is an intuitive leader. For a woman her age, she has an, an intuition about her that's actually quite remarkable. Jess and Nathan are incredible. They are also campus pastors, but they oversight a phenomenal, our incredible kids ministry, which people are so grateful for. Um, and then Nicola with Tim. Amen. I know that they were cheering. They were cheering in Victoria, Melbourne and Sydney, all around the world, even London. Hallelujah. If any girls are watching in from London. Um, she is with Tim and they're actually en route in a few days, three days, t- three days time to uh, to London to be our lead pastors up in our um, Hillsong UK churches. So that's pretty much fantastic. And the truth is, ladies, I think these girls all have experience and they have wisdom to draw upon. And they're pretty much doing life with pretty much every demographic of life, every demographic of life, of thinking, of experience, and even influence. And so this morning, we're just going to continue on with age. So this is Age and Aging Part 3. And then we will pull away from that subject matter, and we can circle back at another time if we feel it. The most important thing for me in this 
um, environment is that we're actually following the direction of the Holy Spirit. So I felt strongly to talk about age and I know it's actually had um, a remarkable response uh, inside of some beautiful conversations. And so we're not done with the subject at all, but um, we can come back to that later on. So we're going to continue, but with some younger, slightly younger voices um, in the room, in the mix. And so honestly, I'm going to let them loose on you. But um, my big thought for today is pretty much this. You know, as parents, so we're, if you're a parent, if you're not a parent, then lean in because, you know, we can all be spiritual parents. But as parents, we are actually walking through life with our children. We're actually walking through life with our children, which in essence means that we're actually ageing together. Yeah. Like here I am, Laura, you and I, we're ageing together. And I'm fairly confident, big picture girls, that God's intent for that is that it would be sweet, that that walk together through life would be sweet, that we would grow together, that we would learn together, that by the grace of God, we would discover things together. And then obviously, by reason of the fact that we live in a fallen world where the things are broken and not perfect, that's why Jesus came, um, that we would together go through challenges, amen, and discover triumph together, yeah. that we would come out the other side having learned beautiful lessons. I think in life, a lot of times people miss out on the wonder of life because they bail out too quickly. They abdicate, they walk away, it gets challenging and tough, they're out the door. And it's actually really sad, especially when you have faith, because you know what, if you walk through the valley, if you walk through whatever the terrain it is and come out the other side, you're going to come out with story and testimony and um, things that are to the goodness and praise of God. I just want to read to you as we start here, Psalm 145, which familiar to all of us. I think we would all quote it <coughs> easily. But um, in the Passion, it says, Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise. For there is, listen, no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. There is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and more of your glory. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and more of your glory. And you know, um, you know, on many, on many occasions, Brian has said that, you know, he wants to be part of a story, a God story, where the generations are getting better and better, yeah. where the generations are getting stronger and stronger. Not um, better or stronger in an arrogant or um, upstart or all-knowing in a negative sense way, but rather aware of more. Yeah. Not more aware, because that can be a bit obnoxious. It's like, I'm more aware than you, mm. you know, like parent, like teenagers or adults or shall I dare say it, millennials, God bless us. Uh, I'm not a millennial, <laughs> by the way. You know, millennial's not a bad word. No, it's not a bad word either, but you know, I shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> Never mind. But you know, not like more aware, like I'm more aware than you are, because that's actually diminishing. That's diminishing of generations who have gone before and it's diminishing of experience that has gone before. You might be more aware of certain things, of course, and that's amazing. That's what makes life so magnificent. But rather aware of more of the greatness of God aware of more of the goodness and the glory of God. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So I'm going to go to the girls. So I'm going to start with Laura. Yeah. So sweetheart, you are 34, last time I looked. 
Last time I checked you. <laughs> Last time we checked she was 30, four. Um, I actually had you at 30. Yeah. And so you have grown up under my wing and I hope it's been a lovely wing to grow up under. <laughs> she might tell you differently, but, um, you know, I often, um, I often, I'm paying you a compliment here, darling. I often look at you and I am so grateful and in awe that I get to be your mum. Mm. I, I'm actually in awe of that and um, I've said it many times, I had no idea when I had a baby girl that um, you would become such a, um, such a present and trustworthy friend. Mm. So I absolutely love you. So when it comes to age and ageing, um, so give us some insight from obviously where you sit personally if you want to. Give us some insight as a young woman um, in her early 30s when you observe um, in the best possible way, the friends around you. Because we had Annie on um, a couple of weeks ago and Annie's like maybe a decade older, almost a decade older than you. So some perspective is from she? you. I think she is. Maybe. I think. I maybe she's it. not. Sorry, Annie, if you're not. <laughs> and, um, and then obviously some, um, as, a, as a youth pastor, mm. some wisdom um, observing young people today who often are wrestling with yeah. outward appearances. So mm. just share with the girls, share with us yeah. whatever's on your heart. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I am 34. I actually had a really funny moment a couple of days ago. I woke up to a text message from uh, my best friend who is in London. She lives in, yeah. in the UK and she um, sent me a text saying, how old am I? Like, how old am I? And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> and then she's like, I had to Google it. And so I've got a screenshot of the, um, of the conversation <laughs> and she had to Google, if I was born in 1986, how old am I in 2021? <laughs> Oh and so she was like, wait, is that right? I feel like it's not right. And I had to <laughs> confirm with her. I can confirm we are 34 years old, uh, which is funny. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I think <laughs> it's interesting because age has, I, it's never really been an issue for me um, yeah. until I was turning 30 and I had this weird thought process, you know, your, your brain goes a little bit strange sometimes. Um, and my mind was like, wait, have I lived enough in my 20s? Like, did I, did I make the most of my youth? Oh my did goodness. I have fun? I love like, that. Did I, I love that. I feel like I, I accomplished a lot in my 20s. Um, you know, I was, I was married at 21, um, had baby, like my first baby at 23. Um, I was able to um, run a department, a key department in church from the age of 21, which I look back on and I think, you guys were crazy <laughs> to ask me to do that at 21. I knew nothing. Um, and so I, I did a lot, but I got to 30 and was like, wait, did I have fun? Like, did I, did I live enough? Did I go out and like party? Not in like the worldly sense of partying, but did I go out and socialize enough in my 20s? Right. Like I had those thoughts um, and I was able to arrest them really quick because I think that's wisdom and I think that's life with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit um, who, you know, I was, I was speaking to our colleague yesterday about Jesus. Jesus is our wonderful counsellor. And so when you're having those thoughts, when you go down a certain road in your mind, um, the Lord is there to counsel us and to get us back on track. And so, um, and so I don't feel like it you know, the, the getting older thing has been a prevailing issue for me at this stage. In fact, when um, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, 
I was sitting with um, one of my other best friends, Lauren Douglas, in in over here in the CC and um, at Hills Campus, and we were we were sitting there, and she someone was talking about their forties, and Lauren turned to me and she said, "I don't know, I, I really like the idea of I really like the idea of." The, of my 40s yeah, and I thought about it and I was like actually I like the idea of 40s as well yeah. and I think that's because we have so many incredible role models yeah. at every decade at every stage of life who are embracing their age and who are loving their age and who are living their best lives in in the most beautiful sense and so um wow. and so I think um I I was reminded of Luke in Luke 12, um, and I want to read it to you from the message translation. It says this, um, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way He works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how He works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find your everyday human concerns will be met. And don't be afraid of missing out. And that's the key phrase there. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. And so I I know for me, it's um, a different story where, you know, I have, you know, met Pete at a young age. We were married. I had kids. You know, I did a lot in my 20s. I think other people would have a different story where maybe they would reach 30 or they would reach 40 and maybe they're single or like haven't met their career goals or or whatever. But I just think when you steep yourself in God reality, in God initiative, and you take God at His word and you don't worry, you don't worry about missing out then there's that sense of trust in God. There's that, that confidence in God and building His kingdom, which is the ultimate, ultimate yeah. goal and reward. And so um, that's what I've kind of taken from, from this subject. And I've been so thankful from everybody's perspectives because we all have different stories. We all have different experiences. We all have different uh, perspectives and perceptions um, of, of our age. As a parent, um, you know, uh, Willow turned 10 last year. Mm. Um, and I had a moment for myself personally where I realised, wow, that's a decade of parenting for me. Um, and in a lot of ways, as she has grown, I have grown too. We've done a lot of growing up together. Yeah, um, and I think, oh my gosh, thank the Lord for the grace of God. Because I think I've I've navigated some really like almost embarrassing moments oh. <laughs> while parenting in front of her, you know what I mean? So, so, so thank, thank God that His mercies are... And children are very forgiving. They are, yeah. yeah always yeah. remember that. I, I do remember that. And I, I remember as well, um, I remember you saying to apologise to your kids if you need to. Yeah. And, um, and I think there have been a couple of significant moments where perhaps I lost the plot or... Um, you know, in growing up and, and growing in wisdom where um, in my immaturity or in my vulnerability, I lost the plot or I spoke um, about myself uh, in a negative in sense in front of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so thankful for that wisdom because I feel like I've been able to communicate that with her and apologise when I've needed to. And um, and it's true. I think oh, wow. that, that, that kids are so perceptive and I think I am really aware of that and as a as as someone who has 
Um, obviously, I've already gone through my teens. I work, I work with youth and and with young people, with young women, and and I think that the um, the struggles are still the same. You know, in terms of like. Uh, our self-image and our sense of self-esteem and self-worth and value and stuff, it's still the same. But I think it looks different. And I think it's, it presents different for every generation. I mean, social media wasn't a thing uh, when I was a teenager, but now, you know, there's images that are just constantly being thrown at this generation. Yeah. And so, um, but what I, what I do feel like um, is the kindness of, of God is that, when you have that awareness of what you have gone through um, and what your learned experiences are, you can do your, your best um, to, um, I guess, mentor our daughters and young people um, through those things so they don't have to make the same mistakes that you yeah. have made. And even with Willow, she's so young. I feel like you, you girls would be the same with your daughters. It's like, are they getting into or interested in... Uh, TikTok or like yeah. what they wear or whatever and, yeah. and they're so young but you just know okay that's fine and, and it's fine as long as we keep it fun you know yeah. but um but you have to be careful and what's most important is what is what's in your heart yeah. and um Pete has this I'm gonna stop talking in a second I'm so sorry um <laughs> Pete has this um this little thing that he does with Willow where um he goes what's most important and she'll say my heart and and I think even when she's like you know if um there's a moment where she's looking in the mirror which like is Mm -hmm. just a new thing he'll just say you're so beautiful you're so lovely look at you you're so stunning but what's most important and she'll say my heart okay that's and so um so yeah I think it's that it's that wisdom and the mentoring one more scripture Proverbs 22 verse 6 dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go and the values the values that they've learned from you will be with them for life amen yeah oceans of gold there (laughs) some great quotes in there Laura Amen. Well done. We can circle back. So Jess, um, I love you. And we've had lots of texts back and forth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that aside, she also did it, had a long drive. You drove for two hours to get here this yeah. morning. So you're just a legend. It's good to be here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. She lives in Wollongong, correct? Yes, that's yes, right. Yes, you do. Okay. So um, I would love to hear from you, from your perspective. Obviously, you're a, um, a mum, a wife, a young mother. You're a working woman. and um, But also just some perspective. Um, in context of being a kids pastor who in the most, in the, in the best and most purest sense, you get to observe a lot of families and a lot of children in play. And so I I think I've got a youth pastor, you've got a children's pastor here. Um, Just, just tell us what's on your heart in this context. Well, I I wrote down some quotes from you because I've loved the last couple of weeks. There've been times at the friendship table, they've been stunning and it's such an honour to be here with you. But um, I wrote down something that you said um, a couple of weeks ago. You said, age is living our life well, spending life to the glory of God for the length of our days. But you emphasised spending because I feel like time and energy is a resource that we we can spend. And I'm always challenged, how is the next generation seeing me spending that valuable resource, like my time and my energy. And I think that a lot of parents are 
wondering, you know, this world is, there's so many beautiful things in this world and it's kind of a comfortable world that we live in, but how are our kids going to be resilient for the future? Um, And so when I think about spending my time and energy, when I was younger, when I was like 20, um, I was like, oh, my life, because, you know, little kids, like 22, little toddlers (laughs) or um, even a kid's ministry, um, it's (laughs) it's not comfortable. And I was like, when I'm 30, when I'm 40, life will be so much more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think as I'm growing older, I'm like, we actually never know what we're doing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you never arrive at that comfort point, but if you're... If you're not careful, you can pursue comfort like for yourself or uh, for your kids even. And um, But I don't want to spend my life pursuing comfort. I want to teach my kids how to struggle well and to glorify God. Right. To struggle well and, um, and to glorify God um, and to how, to how to prevail in every season. I love, Lozzie, that you said, you know, um, you've had to apologise to your kids. And I think that's something that Pastor Brian has always said whenever he's spoken about parenting. Like your kids don't want a perfect parent. They want a parent who can make mistakes and apologise. And so I love that. And something else that you said the other day, Bobby, was it's okay to wrestle, but surface on the side of truth and Mm. promise. And as a parent, like I want to raise my kids in in the things of God, but then I can put so much emphasis on the truth and the promise and then not teach them how to wrestle things out. Um, because they need to wrestle for their own truth. Like they need to wrestle their own fears. They need to wrestle their own thoughts. Yeah. And yeah. we need to be able to have the conversation. I think that as our kids age in that 11, 12 year old time, or even kids in our world, like they can start to stop really talking about the things that are on their heart. Yeah. And that that's when we need to dig deep and maybe even sharing our vulnerability, yeah. sharing our struggles um, is so important so that we can show them how to how to wrestle well. Because I think that the wrestle, like it fortifies the truth and the promise. Once you wrestle it out and then you arrive at truth and promise, it's just so much more real and it can be real to them. It's their story. It becomes yeah. their story. Yeah. Their testimony, right? Yeah, exactly. Not yours. Yeah. Theirs. Yeah. yeah. And amazing. one more thing that you said I is um, we need information, enlightenment and honesty to age well. Yeah. Um, and so I love that colour is um, awe and wonder. But that's right, right? That's the right yes. words, awe and wonder. Um, but I think that... <laughs> I don't say it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tommy, yeah. you yeah. in 22. Yeah, yeah. Um, shadows and wonder. Yes. And I think that that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Close. Shadows and wonder. But I think that the wonder is made um, more real and sweet because we're aware of the shadows. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so we need to protect our kids from darkness, yeah. but then realise that... Tension helps us grow. Tension helps them yeah. grow. Yeah. So if I can help the people that are coming after me, the generation after me, my children, if I can help them to show and exemplify, I, I can fall down, but I can get back up again. Yes. I can um, I can take risks. Mm-hmm. Like I love Nicola, like your decision to go to London is not comfortable <laughs> at all, but like it's beautiful. And there's so much awe and wonder in that and discovery and growth and your kids are so up for it. Yeah, so I think that that's the most important thing. It's like, what do we do with that tension? How do we take yeah. our kids on the journey to experience that tension with us, protect them? Like we have to protect them. Like there's yeah. wisdom. We don't want them to experience darkness, but we need to make them aware of the shadows so that they can discover with us, they yeah. can grow with us, they can be in awe of it and they can experience that wonder. 
Amen. Yeah. Such great wisdom, yeah. great perspective. And um, yeah, you can't, you can't, um, you know, often in faith you want to, often sometimes Christians just want to protect their children from everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to homeschool them. They're never going to go. They're never going to encounter the world. They're never, you know, we're going to live isolated. And um, I understand the sentiment, but it's actually not altogether healthy. Mm-hmm. Because like you are just saying, you're saying you're not actually setting them up mm-hmm. to experience the world. I mean, I remember that conversation with you Perhaps in the car, you were, you actually said to me, "Mum, it's not that I really want to go to a nightclub. I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I really want to go to a nightclub." And you know, hey, if you're a nightclub, oh, God, a disco girl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, kidding. Um, okay. But um, it's just like you can't. Like you've got to prepare your children. Exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just want to just thank you publicly. And I know so many um, people in our church and actually around the world are so grateful yeah, yeah. for what you bring to the table yeah. with the children. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal ministry. Thank you. And I know like Jack, um, Laura's little Jack was unwell recently and there was a conversation and then, you know, funny man Dan did this like video for Jack and honestly, you sent it to the whole family. We were all laughing and being like ministered to um, and it was a pastoral video yeah, and it was lovely. stunning. So you guys do a great job oh, and you're often you. unseen. Yeah. You're often unseen, and but heaven watches it, and it really matters. Yeah. Beautiful, Nick. It's true. <laughs> um, we are going to miss you, Jess. We're excited for what's ahead of you, and um, you're an incredible girl. I just wrote down here that um, obviously you're about to head to London. You grew up in England. I did. But you're also an Aussie girl. You've spent time in boarding school. You don't need to talk about that necessarily, but you have. Not everyone can say that. But you also have a very rich, godly heritage that you're very, very honouring of and proud of. And I love hearing you tell those kind of stories. So why don't you just share with us um, and the girls just what's on your heart in this context? Absolutely. Beautiful. Hi, girls. I mean, it's just so good to be here. It's my three days before I leave. It's worked out perfectly. It really has. And I just want to say thank you because this has actually changed my life. I think in leaving, you reflect a lot on the journey. And even standing in the auditorium, the CC, my last service in Australia, it was beautiful. But just how grateful I am to you and this church and God for the season that we've had. And I look at my life and I'm like, how did I get here? But this is amazing. It's ready for the next season. But yes, I have an amazing heritage and um, I grew up with grandparents who were first generation Christians and they actually met each other and got married within three weeks. And then they lived this love story for the rest of their lives and they got radically saved, loved Jesus with everything. And I just remember sitting at my granddad's feet as a little kid and he would always have a hanky on him because he would cry every time he oh talked goodness. about the things of oh Jesus because he literally just overflowed with <coughs> love for Jesus. And he would just tell stories of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. And I'd go on walks with my granny. She loves walking. She is amazing. She's in her 90s and still oh. just on the move, going for walks. She's a powerful girl boss, even in the 90s. Wow. And um, back then I was, you know, seven, eight years old and she would take me on these long walks in the fields and she would just recount stories of God's goodness. There's, you know, um, and tell testimony of the time when they newly had two very young children, God called them to be missionaries in India. They knew it without a shadow of the doubt. Um, they had no money though. And back then you couldn't just jump on a plane like we are. They'd had to take a ship yeah, right. to India. And, right. and so they knew that they had to go 
and they hadn't got the money, but they went to the, the shipping, the dock to go and to literally move, packed up everything, didn't know how they were going to pay for the fare, but knew God had called them. Wow. And just showed up and <laughs> right there and then someone turned up, gave them the fare and they were on their way. But time and time again, just stories of God's faithfulness and His goodness. Another time they had no money again because they're there just living by faith. And um, my grandmother said there was a farmer who would drop a bag of potatoes at their house and that bag of potatoes would just last them until the next bag would come. And to make sure that wow. the kids would eat potatoes, because I mean, we talk about making chicken lots of ways, but potatoes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had to figure out a lot of ways. So I actually like potatoes. I could <laughs> actually live on potatoes. No, there's a lot of ways you could make potatoes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they had ketchup, one bottle of ketchup and oil to fry it in. And she said for nine months, it's like the woman with the, the oil, it did not run out. Wow. They went back and it was full. And just these stories as a young girl just made my eyes open to the wonder of God, that the God of the Bible and all of these stories that I hear in, um, you know, wow. in kids Incredible. were actually living proof in my family. And it gave me an expectation that this is the God that's in my life. And so Psalm 78 verse four was something that struck cool. me. And it says, we will not keep them from our children. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's power and His great deeds and the wonderful things Amen. that He has done. That's so good. And I have seen that in my life. The reason that I have parents is because God is miraculous. And um, when we moved to Zimbabwe as uh, missionaries working for Reinhard Bonnke and CFN, they were, I was just a baby, but they had a horrific car accident, um, hit by a 10 ton army truck. And my mum was um, in a coma and told, given the d diagnosis that she probably wouldn't live. Wow. And if she did, she would have no wow. brain function, wow. wouldn't be able to speak again. Um, my father was um, hit and his he was paralysed. His pelvis and spine were completely shattered. And so I was a six month baby left at home. No one knew I was there and my dad was, praying in tongues, saying, my wife is in a coma. I'm here, I can't move. God, you have to do something. You sent us to Africa, this is your will. The next morning, he got out of bed, completely healed. Wow. Literally on his doctor's report is a miracle. And then my mum's still in a coma and my granddad I'm from England decides, right, I'm going over there, taking authority <laughs> over this. He flies to Zimbabwe and he gets to the end of my mum's bed and he prophesies over her, you shall not die, you will live. Three hours later, she wakes up completely fine. And both of them being in ministry, speaking of God for the rest of their lives. And so <laughs> I know I have some crazy stories, wow. but that has created an expectation in my life. And so I think this verse is so important um, and talking about ages and aging well and talking about doing the journey with girls. And I love that about sisterhood. It's about the young and old together. And I think more than age as a number, but aging in your relationship with God. And you can start your relationship with God later on in life or early, but in your relationship with God, you're, you're doing some battles and you're getting some victories. You're, you're kind of creating this inventory of God was faithful here. And He was, yeah, wow. I thought I was down and out here, but He put me back on my feet. And you create this incredible inventory of things that you've won and things you've got through, and you can share them with other people and, and enable them to get faith and hope that that's gonna be the testimony of their lives too. And I. I have seen that happen in my life with my kids. I mean, even just moving um, yeah. 
in this season, I was telling you, there has been there has been a battle and a fight to even just in the preparation of little wow. things. Um, because it is, it's a God calling, it's a God mandate to go to the UK. And so I remember telling Bobby, I was like, I actually had to remind myself, of course there's a battle in this. Yeah. And there's yeah. been yeah. so yeah. many right. times where our flights got cancelled just the other week, by the way. <laughs> um, visa things had issues and passports were going to arrive after we'd left the country. Just honestly, the number of things, I've, I've started to document them. Good. But I got a rest in my spirit to say, no, this is God, you're in this yeah. and you've called us. And even though it looks impossible, you're the God of the impossible. And every time things right, like <laughs> literally, it's sometimes down to the white, it's just yes. all come through seamlessly. And I've taken my kids on that journey. And so I've, you know, when things are happening like kids, because I know God's faithful and I know it's going to be a good testimony. And so I say to them, hey, like, help me pray for this. Mm, let's let's so believe good. with them. And every time it's like they're excited for themselves to be like, God's in this journey with us. Yeah. And so, you know, Jess, I love how you talked about um, being encouraged with the kids, you know, just having the step, because it's a step journey for them as well. Yeah. But they actually, and a lot, and I, want to re reiterate what Bobby was saying, so grateful because my kids do have a relationship with God and they love Him and they have grown up in this amazing environment where they've soaked it all in. And Leela, especially my elder, she's 12, she she has got an expectation hearing the good powers so good. of God and the wonderful things that He's done. And, and she's gone, okay, I'm believing for my life. So I was telling the story, but on the way to the retreat, I'm going to finish in a second. On the way to retreat, um, she actually started opening up and said, hey, mum, last night I actually cried myself to sleep. And I was like, oh, babe, why? And she just said, you know, I, I prayed at the beginning of the year for beautiful friends and I started high school and God was so good. He gave me beautiful <laughs> friends. But a term later, I literally had to leave them and I was just crying because I'm so sad. And I was just praying to God, hey, will you please be faithful to give me friends in London? Now, backstory is because, because in primary school, she had a bit of a hard time with friends. We, we talked about her praying and being intentional to pray. So she, in her journal, so sweet, wrote down all the characteristics of the friends she wanted to find. And she she chose, you know, loyal, has my back, Christian, all these things. She's like, here's my list, God, of who I yeah, wanted to be. And, um, and she decided to give this, this friend, imaginally friend, but it will be a real friend, a name. And I'd never heard of the name, but she goes, I called her Eliana. So every time I pray, Eliana is all these things. Wow. And so she goes to me, Mum, you'll never guess what. She's telling me last week. So I was crying about losing my friends and praying, and God, please, will you give me this friend, Eliana, in England? And I just got this thought from nowhere. <laughs> and we know that it was a prompting of the Holy Spirit. But she said, I, in the middle of the night, I just thought, I need to Google what the name Eliana means. And so she Googled, she types in Eliana into Google and literally the first thing that came up is my God has answered. Oh my that God. is the so name cool. means, and she put this down four months ago. And as she's telling me, she's just weeping and saying, God is so kind. I, I have faith. I know there's a friend. He's gone before <laughs> me. And it just changed everything. And when you start to see your children at 12 years old, she's already starting her inventory of God was faithful. Yeah. God was good. And all of us as generations, we can start to share our stories. Yeah. And you know, I, I love and I'm so privileged to have a great heritage, but I know there's many out there who maybe you're the first time Christian in your family. Yeah. 
but you actually do have an incredible legacy. The Bible is full of men and women who have the most amazing testimony and story. And it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Bible should be enough for us to get faith that He is a God who never changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. But now you, in your faith, get to build your inventory of God's goodness and then you get to share it with the generations around. And I think there's nothing more beautiful. That is so good. Amen. Come on, put your hands together here. Fantastic. And it's so true. Like, okay, all your stories. First of all, I really, we were joking. (laughs) Obviously, you asked Lila for permission to tell that story. Yes, on... um, a public platform, but um, I thought, how cool if she gets to the airport and there in the, in that, you know, the, you know, welcome departure thing. What do you call it? The welcome. So long since I've travelled. The arrivals. Yeah. There's a little person standing there saying, my name's Ariana. But anyway, whatever it will be, it will be beautiful. God is faithful yeah. to her. And I love that you would just say, you know, um, like your grandmother was the first generation yeah. Christian. And so we could look at Nicola and go, wow, she's so lucky to have those layers and layers of, of um, heritage in her, enabling her to tell and declare so powerfully like the goodness of God and the glory of God and the faithfulness of God. But you know what? I'm actually a first generation Christian. Mm. I don't have memory of that in my grandmother. She was lovely. Um, my mum was stunning, but not, a, you know, in faith like we understand it. So in many ways for our family, I was the first generation. Mm. Here's the second generation coming in Willow and Jack and Lola and the other grandchildren is another generation. And you could get sad, but like, oh, I'm so sad because I don't have that. Or you can go, you know what? Hey, <laughs> praise the Lord. I just shut the table. Hey, you know, um, I get to change history. I get to change the course of things in my family. So I actually love that. Again, 145 says, Great, Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise. For there is no end of discovery to your goodness and your glory. And I love that. You know, I've been watching um, this TV series called The Chosen. And so thus far, I'm just fully in love with it and advocating for it and paying it forward publicly here. But even last night, there was just this scene, this beautiful scene um, where Jesus, they're just talking, the disciples around a fire, um, His followers, and they're just talking. It's actually gorgeous, guys. It's gorgeous. And um, Jesus goes, yeah, and this is what we do. This is what we do. We listen and we tell stories and our stories connect us. This is what we do. He said, this is what we do as Jews. This is what we do as Israelites. We sit around and we tell, we listen and we tell stories and our stories connect us powerfully. And then there was another line in, in that same one episode and it says, if we don't make time for friends, we won't have any. And so we've got to make time for friends. We've got to make time like we are doing today at Sisterhood and That's why I love if you're online, if that's your only um, option to be online. And I love that. You're so welcome. You're here with us. But you know, if you can get into the thick of things and gather with people, it's in the rubbing shoulders that the wonder and the miracles take place. And so, you know what? That might be a great goal. Our time is actually done. And I'm going to give us an early mark, which is actually miraculous. But we are going to pray for Nicola. But um, maybe that's a good goal for us to take a good take-home value here. Um, I know the girls who are hosting locations are going to um, book back in this and open up some conversation. But, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe this week consciously we can think of how can I find a way to share God's goodness or God's story with another, whether it's my child or whether it's um, a grandchild, if you have grandchildren or a friend. Mm -hmm. Just find a way to 
salt conversation. I had a conversation with someone who was very dear to me in the week and they were a little bit um, overwhelmed and really they were doing the right thing and talking to me rather than downloading somewhere else. And you know, I was, I tried to be empathetic and I was caring genuinely so, but then I actually started to like salt the conversation with the God story and the, the God perspective. And that's what makes life rich and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Amen. So what a great conversation, girls. I love it. I love what you said, Laura. I love all that. I love that Nat, got to, we got to share Nat's yeah. text with the entire world. My memory of Nat is picking her up. This is Laura and her girlfriends when they were growing up. Um, driving somewhere and um, stopping to pick up Nat from her home and she jumps in the back seat and as she jumps in, I'm like, has she got my handbag? <laughs> it's like basically the girls used to just raid my wardrobe and I'm like, oh, she's got my gold mesh handbag. You know, but praise the Lord for that anyway. Lauren Douglas is probably laughing because, you know, you were working for us once and I came into the office and I'm like, nice T-shirt. It's my T-shirt. How are you guys wearing all my clothes? Anyway, <laughs> it's the nature of doing life. So many lovely people on the chat. Okay, you know what? We're going to pray for you, sweetheart, and your girlfriend's here. You've had so many goodbyes that you're almost yes. in um, emotional overload, right? Mm -hmm. But we're just going to pray that God is going to go before you, mm -hmm. surprise you in wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. If you're watching from the UK, um, you are blessed to be having these guys. And we have a great heritage in what has happened so far in that part of the world, in, in our church. And it's only going to go from strength to strength to strength. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Laura, would you like to just pray oh, yeah. for um, pray for the girls? Yeah. And then just pray for Nick as well. Yes. All right. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. And we're so grateful that we get to come around this table today and just speak, um, speak from our experiences and speak uh, wisdom that is from you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that uh, this wisdom would dwell in us richly, as it says in Colossians 3, Lord Jesus, that it would go into the depths of our soul and our being. And I just pray uh, for every woman, Lord God, that they would be enriched, Lord Jesus, that they would be encouraged. Uh, Lord Jesus, as they as they go today, and, and Lord, we pray for Nick. We we thank you for her, Lord, and um, we're thankful for that incredible lineage, the in, the beautiful um, heritage, uh, and and we pray that as she goes, Lord God, Amen. that your grace would be over her, over her children, over Tim, Lord Jesus, that you would Amen. bless them, indeed, as they go, Lord God, and I just thank you in advance that they are going to be such a blessing to our family in the UK, Lord. Our, our Hillsong UK family, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you would give them strength and wisdom for the days that are ahead. Uh, we bless her, Lord God, and we send her, Lord Jesus, as as a, as a Australia fam uh, to this next season. And um, yes, in Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Amen. 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 Okay, stay with me for one second, girls. Um, thank you. I love you. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And uh Going forward, girls, okay, so next week and thereafter, um, I'm entrusting the table to, um, to different girls, all right? So I'm entrusting it for the next two weeks to Laura and Carolee yeah. to host it and take it where they need to go. We're going to put some sort of overarching language like, um, welcome to what matters to me or welcome to what matters to us. And I trust these girls implicably. And then, so I'm going to be absent for a couple of um, tables and then I will be seeing you. So um, you're going to have a great afternoon, a great week and um, be blessed and be strong in Jesus' name. We love you. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. 
don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.